Hello and welcome to the Full 10 Yards Betting Podcast. We are here for week 11 of the NFL season, already flying by. Uh, looking forward to this one. It's some tough spreads this week, but it's it's some good good football games on the horizon. I've got a full house with me today. I've got Callum, I've got Liam and Jack. Uh, Jack is back from his New York trip. How was it, Jack? Uh, great, yeah. It was great to see um, the future Super Bowl winners, uh, New York Jets at home, uh, beating the Bills. So, yeah, really good uh, really good city. Good game to go to. I was shocked that the Jets won, but um, yeah, really enjoyable. It looks like you timed it well with uh, thunder, snow and everything coming to New York State, at least this week. Um, it sounds like it was quite warm for you. Yeah, it was 24 degrees actually during the game. I was in shorts and um, one of my mates lives there and he was saying it's like three or four degrees now this week. So timed it pretty much perfectly. Nice, nice. Yeah, you did well then. Uh, Callum, how are you? Yeah, all good, man. Nice to be with you guys as always. Uh, looking forward to a good week where the Dolphins can't possibly lose. So, uh, yeah, you know, undefeated against the bye. Feels good. Yeah, yeah, always, uh, always good. Obviously, the Bengals had that last week. They're coming back with... Uh, the scum against them this week. Uh, Liam, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Managed to win a best bet thanks to Callum's beautiful advice last weekend's pod. So uh, that was good. Uh, and I'm looking forward to watching uh, Ecuador Iran followed by some red zone on Sunday. So uh, should be a fun uh, fun weekend. Ecuador Iran. Yeah, it's... Um... <laughs> Yeah, obviously this this weekend, well, the next four weeks is going to be a little bit weird one for us over here in the UK. And I, sp- I suppose the Americans as well. They've got the game against us after Thanksgiving, which will be a nice couple of days for them. Um, quite looking forward, obviously. Uh, and Thanksgiving slate is next week. Um, we will try and get a pod out for the first three games, the, the Thursday games. But if we can't, then have a look on full10yards.com forward slash betting. Um, I will get a post up there, so there'll at least be some opinion from us. And uh, yeah, um, let's get on with the best bets. I, I believe, sorry, I think I won last week as well. I think I had the Dolphins in there. And yeah. um, they destroyed um, the Browns, uh, which was quite satisfying. Uh, Jeff Wilson scored again. He's one that I've been looking for in any time. Touchdown scorers. Annoyingly, I didn't get the yards I needed from someone else, which would have been a nice nice winner for me. But yeah, big Jeff uh, scored again and settled in very well there. Um, so yeah, sorry. Anyway. Back to this week's uh, best bets. Uh, Jack, what have we got? I'm going with the Giants, uh, minus three against the Lions. I backed against the Lions last weekend as well. Um, didn't win. I'm not really sure how. I think we were winning by, the Bears winning by 13 points at one stage in the last quarter. And I don't know, they just threw the game away. Um, I think the Lions won their Super Bowl last weekend. Uh, first away win for Dan Campbell, I think it was, or maybe a second one, but it was a long time since they won an away game anyway. Um, I think Dayball's the real deal. Uh, minus three, I've taken it all day. I was expecting it to be more like six, six or seven, especially with the Lions being away. Um, just expect a massive game for Saquon and happy to take three points for the Giants. Yeah, Saquon's obviously the key on this one. He's going up against a pretty awful Lions defence and I doubt they're going to give him 30-plus touches again as they did last week. They probably should have given um, Matt Brader a couple of... Not, yeah, Matt Brader, I think it is, uh, who's there now. Probably should have given him a couple of touches to rest him a little bit against the Texans, but going up against the Lions, he should be able to put up points. Uh, not one for me, this one. I'd probably go for the over, if anything, but um, good luck. <laughs> Callum, <laughs> any opinion? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the disrespect of Dan Campbell and the Lions continues on this podcast. I don't really understand why. Um, You know, they are, there is no team hotter in the NFL right now than the back to back victory having Detroit Lions. Um, Heading into a big part of their season with the Thanksgiving upset of the Bills coming up next week as well. So, you know, I, yeah, I, I think this, I think. I'll be honest with you, as, as we go through this, you'll, you'll hear a pattern that I like a lot of the underdogs this week. And I was, I would love it at plus three and a half, but I like the Lions at plus three. Um, I do also like the over, but again, like this Giants offense is nothing special. I, you know, Saquon is what he is, but Daniel Jones has flattered to deceive, and I'm still not convinced by their wide receiving core. So if the Lions, and this is a big ask, admittedly, but if the Lions can stop the run, the Lions can win this game. I really believe that. So um, with no disrespect to Jack, I love the man, but I'm uh, I'm excited <laughs> this week because I'm. I'm riding with the Lions and uh, Dan Campbell. It's just, you know, I, I hear the point about winning their Super Bowl last week, but I'd actually argue the Super Bowl was the Packers the week before. So if you can win the Super Bowl and then win the next Super Bowl, why not win a third Super Bowl? 
Yeah, sound like Tom Brady there. Just keep winning Super Bowls. Um, yeah, I like the over. I'm with Adam. 45, I think, is too low. I think both these defences are pretty bad, uh, especially against stopping the run. The Giants can't stop the run either. So I think Swift and Jamal Williams will probably have big days. So yeah, I'd go over. Uh, spread, I'd just want two and a half or three and a half, whichever way I could get it, to be honest. Uh, I think it's going to be a relatively close game. But yeah, I like the over. Yeah, all Giants games are within one score generally. So it's it's pretty safe to assume there'll be a one-score game, I think, in this one. Um, hopefully not one-score game for me is Patriots minus three versus the Jets uh, as a total of just 38 points in this one. Uh, the Pats won the Week 8 matchup between these two, 22-17. Uh, it was a three-point spread that week, and it's a three-point spread this week, even though the Patriots are home, which I don't particularly understand. I know the Jets have improved, but it's still Bill Belichick going against a poor uh, pseudo-rookie QB. I mean, he's he's still... Fairly inexperienced. Um, just some numbers. The Pats have won 13 in a row against the Jets. They've covered the spread in eight of the last 10 between those two. And they're five and one against the spread in the last six at Foxborough. The one loss against the spread was a 21-point spread uh, in 2019. They still won the game, obviously. Just didn't cover the 21. So, in general, Bill Belichick just he hates the Jets. He smashes them. So, I, I, just don't, I just don't see the Jets winning this game. And I'm quite happy to take the Patriots minus three. Yeah. Sorry, go on. No, 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 go, go. Uh, no arguments here. Yeah, that's one of my that's probably my second favorite bet of the week was uh, Pats minus three. Again, don't understand why um, it's minus three, especially because they're at home this time. Um, I expect Belichick to just have um, have Wilson seen ghosts for the whole game. Um, expect a low scoring game and the Pats to win comfortably by maybe a touchdown or so. It feels like this might be a game which is only field goals. So I do like the under. Uh, I think you could definitely see this being a 15 to 6. Uh, you know, depending on which way you want to look at it. But I could definitely see this being 15 to 6. Um, I, I just think the Patriots are slowly creeping up my fraud watch rankings. Uh, you know, they this whole thing about the AFC East all having a winning record. I think the Patriots and the Jets are the outliers there. I, I really don't buy either team as a serious team right now. Uh, the Jets have been very fortunate that they faced the Dolphins without Tua. They've had a couple other games they had no right to win that they've won. But equally, the Patriots' offense is completely uninspiring to me. So this is one that I'm not interested in, won't be watching, and will try not to put any bets on as well. Um, I, I, more for being a contrarian and just because I hate the Patriots, I'd probably lean to the Jets out of sheer hope that the Patriots finish bottom of the division. Um, but to be honest with you, this could easily be a blowout for the Patriots. I just think they will blow them out with field goals because I just don't see how they score many touchdowns with Mac Jones and that offense right now. Yeah, I think it's probably going to be another low-scoring game. Uh, Jets probably got well, top five defense at the moment in the NFL. They are playing incredible, but unfortunately, Zach Wilson, even though I loved him in college, is uh, proving me wrong when it comes to QB rankings because uh, he's just struggling. And he struggles so much against Bill Belichick and they played, what, two times now and uh, something like five picks he's, when he's played the whole game that he's thrown against the Patriots in two games. So um, not ideal. So yeah, I'd probably lean towards the Patriots as well. Um, I'll probably take the over because 38 is too low. But um, yeah, I could say if it's first half and it's 9-3 to someone, it's like, yeah, this is going to be a disaster of a second half. But um, yeah, I'll probably stay away from the spread. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be entertaining either. But um, yeah, I'll take 22-17 again. Um, Ramondre Stevenson's obviously the, the man to look for there for the Patriots. I'm not sure if Damien Harris is back. Uh, I think he's probably back in training. But either way, Stevenson, Stevenson should get the main role. Um, and yeah, both of these are good defences. Um, I think the Patriots one's not too bad either. So yeah, um, fingers crossed for uh, a Patriots win for me. Uh, next up, we have Callum's best bet. Yeah, I'm not sure why they're favourites because I was really looking forward to coming on here and picking the Cowboys plus three and a half, plus four and a half. But surely, surely out of respect for who the Dallas Cowboys are and out of utter disrespect for the Minnesota Vikings organisation, um, I am taking Cowboys minus one here. Um, the Vikings continue to win games that they have no right to win. It doesn't make sense. It has to revert to the norm and to type. Um, they lost the game against the Bills. I don't think they did. <laughs> <laughs> they, they may well should have lost the game against the Bills, but they definitely didn't. 
Schoolyard um, wants to ban uh, yeah, the Vikings. <laughs> Technical issues here for Callum oh, as he's. Uh... Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, is that, did, did we, I go down? We missed a lot of that then. Okay, well, I'll go back. Sorry. <laughs> um, yes, sorry. Wi Fi in this place is terrible. My bad. Um, yeah, Vikings uh, keep managing to win games they have no right to. They lost that game three times over against the Bills and yet still managed to come out with a win. I'm really not sure how. Um, Josh Allen does unfundable snaps. That was a fluke. Kirk Cousins didn't get into the end zone and that should have lost them the game. The fact that Justin Jefferson made a one in a billion catch is credit to him. He's a fantastic player. It's also not something you can rely on. And 99% of the time that gets picked. Kirk Cousins has thrown the back-breaking interception that we know, love and trust him to throw. And yeah, just have to have to go against the Vikings here. Can't see this. This team is not a nine and one team. They're not even a six and one team, let alone an eight and one team. So, um, yeah, I, I like the Cowboys in what is a topsy turvy NFC. I like the Cowboys to get back on track and uh, push themselves higher up the NFC playoff rankings. Now, please, everyone else disagree with me. Carry on. <laughs> well, I'll start with the over. Because I think 47 and a half is a bit lower than I thought. I thought this is going to be in the 50s, to be honest, this total. Um, so I probably would back over 47 and a half. Um, both teams have got good defenses on paper, but neither of them played great at times last week. Um, I think they can both be run on, to be honest. So I think the over is probably my best bet on the game. But I'm obviously going to go with uh, Kirk and the Vikings with a, with a point and a half. Um, it's, it's strange for me. When you look last week, how much Parsons played linebacker. He didn't rush the passer hardly at all, and I don't understand why they did that. If they do that again, I think the Vikings win. But if Micah starts getting after Kirk after a couple of series, then that could be a worry because when Kirk's under pressure is when he's at his worst. So we'll see. But yeah, I lean Vikings, but I think the over is probably my favourite play for this one. Michael? Um, yeah, look, I don't know why it's uh, minus 1.5 as well for the Cowboys. I remember thinking, just said, was it there was a quarter left? I think it was 27 10, I think, in the Vikings Bills game or 27 17, and the Cowboys were winning 28 14. So the complete reverse happened for both teams. I was expecting the Vikings to be favourites here by maybe one or two, and I was going to lump on the Cowboys. I know one and a half isn't really that much because the chances of them winning by a point is slim. It's just annoying getting obviously 1.5 as opposed to plus 1.5 but um the over and under i don't know the, the vikings are just every time i watch them I, I just don't understand how they keep winning games they flip they could have lost the dolphins with skyler thompson like i i don't know how they're doing what they're doing um if i was to do anything i'd probably back the cowboys minus 1.5 but at that spread i'd probably stay away but if i was to do anything it probably would be leaning towards the cowboys Two, two versus two on this one. Then yeah, I'm on um, Vikings uh, plus one point five would be my bet on this one. Um, as Callum was saying about Justin Jefferson last week, he nine of his ten catches, according to Next Gen stats, were under fifty percent completion chance, and he obviously completed all of them, which is just absurd. Is Kirk Cousins is just going to lob it in that general direction? It's the old meme of Burrow and Chase. So he's down there somewhere. Uh, just put it anywhere near Jefferson, he's going to make that catch. And I think he'll do well against this Cowboys secondary. Uh, the Cowboys gave up a 14-point fourth-quarter lead for the first time ever uh, last week, which is pretty absurd. Um, Mike McCarthy helping the pa the Packers win a game for the first time in history as well, <laughs> which is just a, just a crazy, crazy stat. But the Vikings have got a decent home field. Um and I, I think they're going to keep on scraping these wins. It's, it seems to be what they do. They've got a decent head coach in there now, and he seems to be doing the business for them. So I'm just going to keep on with that. And I think despite having, I think I, I wrote this earlier, 256 games fewer in charge of a team, Kevin O'Connell over Mike McCarthy. Um, but I, I, I've got to say that I think O'Connell's probably the better coach somehow. So um, yeah, I'll be I'll be going that way. He's turned the close losses they had last season into close wins this year, and it's it seems to be working. And I I don't mind Kirk Cousins, obviously we've said many times. So, yeah, Vikings would be my side there, but uh, we'll see what happens. And final best bet of the week is the final game of the week. Yeah, I've gone for uh, over forty three and a half. This was probably the hardest pick of the week. I'd say I did like uh, the Giants bet probably a little bit better than this earlier, but um, yeah, over forty three and a half. I just think for me. The 49ers offense can be really, really good. We know what Jimmy's like. If he doesn't throw those back-breaking picks, then they're going to score 
20 plus points. Um, and we saw last week that the Cardinals, even without their starting quarterback, can score points against an average maybe defense. So, um, yeah, I think over 43 and a half games in Mexico, which Callum kindly reminded me earlier. Um, maybe that makes things more weird, but yeah, I just think this game's going to be a high scoring game. Um, and if Kyler plays, maybe I feel better about it because he can run all over the defense, but um, at least Colt McCoy can see over the line of scrimmage. So there's plus, plus and minuses on both sides, but yeah, I'll go over 43 and a half. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree with you there. Uh, if I was to do that, I'd probably beat the 49ers minus eight in this one. Um, I don't know if it's actually an advantage or disadvantage if Kyler Murray plays the way himself and Kingsbury get on. Uh, I don't know. They just don't seem to really get on with each other at all. And at least McCoy listened to, to Kingsbury. Um, yeah, 43 and a half. It is low enough. I could see the 49ers getting 31 points in this game. So you'd probably only need then, what, 14 or 13 from the Cardinals, uh, as Callum would probably agree with me there. Um, so, yeah, I think the 49ers might say it's a play here, and I don't disagree with the over as well, but I probably wouldn't touch it. Yeah, it's, it's a difficult one being in Mexico. There's been, I, I think I said earlier, there was three three previous games in Mexico, two two to the over, one to the under, um, obviously on the totals for, that they had that week. Uh, it's 2,000, it's like 2,000 feet above mile high in Denver, so it's a tough situation for them all. Um, so you're probably best looking for points in the second half while defences are getting tired, in theory. Um, I love the 49ers this year since they bought in McCaffrey. I think it's, I think it was a key trade for them. They still got Jimmy G, so my Super Bowl bet, I'm a little bit apprehensive just because of that, because he can't take them over the hump. But I think they've got a very good chance of getting there. And I believe they're second in the betting for the NFC now, which is um, pretty impressive given the fact they're not even top in their division. Um, but that's, that's the hype on them at the moment. Cardinals, whether they've got Cole McCoy or Kyler Murray, um, they, they're, they're going to be fine. They're, they'll be able to they'll be able to chuck the ball down the field, and I think we we believe that Hollywood Brown could be back for this one, possibly this one, possibly next week. But that'll be a big boost for them, and it gives them another speedster there. Um, Callum, sorry, probably taking all your notes. No, first and foremost, just got a notification that both quarterbacks Kyler Murray and Cole McCoy were practicing today in Arizona. My my inside yeah. sources. Uh, being Twitter, let me know that. So, um, yeah, uh, if you, depending on how you feel about Kylo and Colt, I know some people last week were suggesting that the Cardinals might be better off with Colt McCoy as the starter. Those people are idiots, but, you know, people were saying it. So let's give them, uh, you know, credit where it's due. Yeah, I, I, th- I could see this one being a 44 to 3 for the Cardinals. So I definitely like the over. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, 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 I love the plus eight. I think it's a disrespectful line to Arizona to have them more than a touchdown underdog here in a place where weird things happen. And the Cardinals, whether you love them or hate them, are a weird team. Nothing about them makes sense. They play weird games. There is always chaos. And in an arena, as Liam points out, that has a pitch that is not very good with very thin air, I genuinely think that leads to more mistakes, more chaos, more carnage. Hollywood Brown and Rondale Moore are two very shifty receivers who can catch the deep ball. You might see, you know, it, I don't necessarily think you're going to see the, uh, the Rams-Chiefs uh, game from a few years ago, but you can see some chaos in these games for sure. So I... Yeah, I firmly like the over. I think that's a great pick from Liam. And I, I do really like the Cardinals plus eight as well. I will almost definitely put an underdog parlay together that will involve the Cardinals getting revenge on the 49ers for me uh, from last week. So we will see how that goes. But yeah, I, I, I like the over and I like the plus eight for sure. Uh, the Cardinals are 7-2-1 and one against the spread in the 49ers, against the 49ers in the last 10 games. Um, so that's the the loop of the NFC West is Cardinals beat the 49ers. So, um, yeah, who knows? It, it, I mean, it's, it's quite a good one to finish off the weekend. It's two possibly very explosive offences. So it should be an entertaining game. And, yeah, I, I, I endorse the over 43 and a half. Um, one that probably won't be a very entertaining game is Thursday night football. The Titans plus three and a half at the Packers. Uh, with a total of 41. Uh, the under was my pick on this one when I had a look at things earlier in the week. Uh, two very run-heavy teams, more than likely. We know the Titans will be with the odd bit of passing, and the Packers lent heavily on Aaron Jones last week, although they did win the game with three Christian Watson touchdowns, and could have been more if he um, realised the ball was coming his way early on in the game. But at least Rogers carried on throwing to him. Might just be necessity, because there's nothing much of all there, but he um, obviously showed up and he's got the pace. He's, he was 
gliding away from cornerbacks. So we'll have to see how he goes this week. It's He's got the potential. Obviously, he was a high pick for them. Well, a relatively high pick, given the fact he was a wide receiver and taken by the Packers because they don't draft them. So, um, yeah, my lean on this one would be under the 41 still. And I'd probably just go for Titans plus three and a half. They just, they just grind out wins. I don't know how they do it. They're greater than the sum of their parts. And that, that's the way I'd go with it. Yeah, I'm expecting that this... Well, I'm expecting that the Cowboys' victory for the Packers will start to spark them back into life a little bit. Now, we know that Adam very fairly is not a fan of Aaron Rodgers, and I understand that, and I don't necessarily even disagree with it. Um, but I do think they started to show some signs of life. Christian Watson's coming out party was uh, effective and really important for them. For what it's worth, I'm starting Christian Watson in a number of fantasy leagues this week because I do think the Titans can be got at um, over the top. Rodgers is going to have to throw because the Titans are going to try and stop Aaron Jones and that fraud, A.J. Dillon, who refuses to find the end zone. Um, so, yeah, I, I actually kind of like the over in this one, which is maybe a silly decision because there could be a lot of running. But I, I, can, I can also see the Titans winning the toss, running it with Derrick Henry right down the Packers' throats for a touchdown on the opening drive and the Packers just having to throw from behind the entire night. I can definitely see a game script like that working out. Um, this could be a game where Rodgers ends up with finally hitting 300 yards passing and even still losing the game. So it's hard to really take a lean on either side. You probably have to... F I'm surprised the Titans are three and a half point underdogs. I guess they're still respecting the Lambeau field, home field advantage. Um, but I quite like the over in this one. I'd like, I'd like some entertainment this evening. Yeah, I quite like the over as well. Um, Titans are banged up. Um, they obviously have played the most defensive snaps ever <laughs> against the Chiefs, and they had to play another game like six, almost for six, yeah, six and a half days later. Uh, and then now they're playing on Thursday night football. So I think the over is good just because I think they're going to be tired. I think the Packers' defense is amazing on paper, but awful on the field. So um, yeah, I think I like the over. If I bet a spread, I'd bet the Titans just because they can stop the run. So if they struggle to rush the passer, at least they can stop the run and stop Dylan and, Bra and Jones. But for me, I think the best bet is probably over 41, but probably praying for a bit of uh, fun football for once on one of these primetime games on Thursday. I uh, I think the opposite. I think I agree with Adam. I think uh, it'll be a low scoring game, uh, 41. I know it is low, but I see both teams just rushing the ball more or less the entire game. Uh, if I was to do Anthony, I probably would back the Titans plus three and a half. But if the handicap was two and a half, I'd back the Packers. I think it's kind of a field goal sort of game. Uh, I think Mike Vrabel is probably one of the best head coaches in the NFL. Titans team is not great, and he still somehow manages to get wins. <laughs> they even nearly bet the Chiefs there was it two weekends ago. I don't really know how. They lost the game, but there was some performance. Um, the things especially on Sky Bet or on Paddy Power that I like, it's Henry anytime uh, Rogers over 225 passing yards and Packers win. I think it's 9 to 2. I was doing that, it'd probably just be a tenner on that and uh, watch the game with my eyes half closed because I expect a low scoring game. Yeah, that's um, Paddy Powers, where I've got my cash at the moment. So that's one I might have a look at. Um, see what happens here. Yeah, hopefully, entertaining and it should be um, indicative of what's to come and see whether that Christian Watson game was a one off or not, or whether that is going to be something that will stick. Um, Pen Panthers plus 13 at the Ravens with a total of 41. That's a correlated parlay if we ever saw one. Is uh, The score on this one is, um, I I have no idea what the Panthers are. They obviously did well against the Falcons. They did okay last week, I think. I can't even remember who they played this last week. That's what, that's where I am with it. But then they got destroyed by the Bengals in the last game they played against an AFC North opposition. Um, looks like Baker Mayfield's starting this week, so I'm sure Callum will be positive on the Panthers. Um, but yeah, I, I would, if anything, I'd lean to Panthers getting the points just because it is such a high spread. And uh, that's about it on this game for me. Yeah, it's just too many points to to, to, to um, ignore, basically. I, I do think the Ravens are a fantastic team and I think they've got a really easy schedule down the stretch, which I do think is why, sorry, Adam, I do think the Ravens are going to win the division over the Bengals when it finally gets down to it. Um, the Jamar Chase injury just came at a bad time for Cincinnati. But... 
I wouldn't say I'm confident in the Panthers necessarily winning this game or even being that close. I'm thinking more that they're down by 20 and score a touchdown with a couple of seconds to go to make it a 13-point game. Um, the back door is wide open in this one. Um, it would be quite Baker, though, to show up and have a really good game against a former AFC North foe that he really struggled with in Cleveland. You know, it just it, it would be quite him as much as people on this call and many people around the world don't like him. Um, that is the sort of thing that he tends to do, just to kind of stick it to people every now and then. And then he'll go back to not being uh, as successful next week. But I don't think the Panthers can really look at this and expect to win. Slightly like the over, but not enough to really take it. But um, yeah, Panthers plus 13 would be the side I go for. Yeah, I'll probably stay away, I think, probably from this one. I agree. It's probably too many points, but just can't be back in Baker Mayfield against Lamar. So I think I'd probably lean that way. But in real life, I just don't think it's worth the bet. I don't mind the over, but you need the game script to be right. If the Ravens start fast and then just run the ball the whole game and Baker has one of those days, you could be behind the script all night. So for me, I think I probably won't bet it, but I'd be leaning Ravens if I had to. This one is a strict stay away from me from every angle. Uh, 13's just way too much. 41, pff, you don't know what Panthers is going to show up. And you can't really even back the Ravens to win the game. I think like 1-8, to eight, you could probably maybe back them alternative handicap, like minus, what, 6.5 or 7.5. But yeah, no, I'll be staying away from it. I just expect the Ravens to win fairly handily. Cool. Uh, next game up, Bears plus three at the Falcons with a total of 49. Um, I think that's the highest on the yeah, it's the highest on the main slate on Sunday. Um, forty nine points. Obviously, the Bears have been the most explosive offense and offense in the league over the last month, which is not something I was expecting. With um, at the start of the season, I think I tipped up Bears' lowest scoring team, so that uh, isn't looking too great at the moment. Now that Justin Fields has figured out what to do, um, he's been fantastic and. He's been putting up points, but then he throws pick sixes and the Bears' defence is terrible as well. So, I guess, if anything, I'd be leaning over to 49 on this one because the Falcons have shown they can put up points and they don't have the greatest defence either. So, could be points on both sides here. Um, lots of rushing again. The Bears lead the league in rushing this year and the Falcons have been doing a lot of that with all of their running backs, whether it's Huntley, uh, Patterson or Tyler Algier. Um I, I guess I'd be leaning Bears plus three, um, but the over 49s, the bet I would be going for it. Yeah, I like the Bears to win this game. Uh, the Falcons were so bad last week against the Panthers on Thursday night that it's really hard for me to think the Falcons just look like they're worth having. I know they've had a kind of mini buy with an extra few days rest, um, but the Bears seem to have figured it out. You know, Cole Komet is looking like young Rob Gronkowski somehow, and, uh, you know, all of a sudden Justin Fields is the best player in the league, apparently. So, um, yeah, not not something I thought I would say ever this season, but I, I think the Bears actually win this game outright, and I do like the over as well with you, Adam. I agree. Yeah, I'm on the Bears as well. Surprised that the line is what it is. Um, if they were playing Desmond Ridder, maybe I'd go Falcons, but Mario is just horrific. So, uh, I'll go Fields. I'll go his rushing overs as again. I'll probably just keep doing it until he has a week where he goes under. Um, but yeah, I'm leaning towards the Bears. The overs are a little bit too much for me just because sometimes the Falcons, that offense could just be awful. So, I'd probably stay away from the total, but go with Bears plus three. I can't back the Bears after last weekend. Um, they're forever on my blacklist, not touching them again. Um, the 49, it is high, but I think the Bears, the first team in NFL to have three like three games in a row with 29 plus points and lose all three. Uh, Justin Fields is flying like he's last three weeks, even last four weeks, he's been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, the Bears defense is horrific though. So if I was to do Anthony, it probably would be the over points and it won't be touching the Bears or the Falcons because I don't really trust either of them to actually win again. Yeah, yeah, I think we're all in fa fairly well in lockstep there, and I don't, I, I can't argue with you not putting the bears on. We all have teams on the shit list uh, that we don't <laughs> want to ever touch again for for this week. Anyway, we'll see what comes forward. Um, one that we're not too sure on at the moment is uh, Bills uh, Browns plus eight at the Bills. Uh, total is now forty two because uh, there's snow that would hide me. Uh, expected uh, six, apparently six foot worth of snow. On the way there, it's probably not going to be during game time, but the NFL are keeping an eye on it and they could possibly move it. I don't think they will because they don't tend to, but it'll be the Browns getting into uh, Buffalo, I'd imagine, will be the issue. Um, so we'll keep an eye on it. 
Um, but yeah, the total was, uh, I think I put it in the group on Monday, 44.5. Um, so that's, that's come down during the week with the, the more, the more news that's come out about the snow. Um, I guess I'd be taking the Browns plus eight because in theory, it should be a low scoring game and getting over a touchdown is where I'd lean there. And obviously Nick Chubb is the best running back possibly in the league, definitely in this game. Um, so yeah, that's the way I'd go with it. The the Bills obviously disappointing loss last week, but as Callum said, probably should have won that game. Um, I don't think any of us will argue that one. Stefan Diggs had a fairly good catch in that game, which was completely overshadowed um, by the Jefferson one. Um, but that would have been all over the place this week. Otherwise, obviously that connection is always going to be there. But yeah, for me, I'd I'd lean Browns plus eight, but I'm I'm not touching anything on this. Yeah, it's a weird one. The thunder snow that I think uh, Adam Schefter mm. termed it as being reported is uh, sounds electric. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, a game that I didn't think was going to be that fun. I'm like, yeah, don't move out of Buffalo. I will. Devin Singletary's five foot seven. You won't be able to see Devin Singletary as he rushes for his touchdowns. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, I, I, so it's funny. I'm kind of a believer. And really, there's only one game I can really think of that has fully really changed my mind on this a little bit is that last year the Patriots Bills game where there was the crazy weather and everyone was like you know you can't you can't run you can't throw and and you know I think Mac Jones threw three passes all game and the Patriots won because they learned how to play in the weather other than that game I'm typically a firm believer that weather doesn't exist and the points can be scored in any conditions so almost out of contrarianism I want to take the over in this game no matter how low the total goes, I will want to take the over in this game. The sensible thing to do, and I think what everyone should do, is stay the hell away from this game. But if Red Zone is about to start on Sunday morning and there is six feet of snow, <laughs> I will take the over almost as a personal challenge. Um, but I totally agree that the side to bet on is Browns plus eight. Not that I think they'll win the game, but with Chubb and Hunt... I actually probably trust their run game more than I trust the Bills because I still don't really understand what Devin Singletary is uh, as a running back in this league. I think you might see a lot of Josh Allen rushing. Um, you know, he's bigger, stronger, maybe a little bit more durable than Devin Singletary. I know he is the franchise and maybe they want to protect him, but I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see Josh Allen go over his rushing total yardage, whatever that is, in the 50s probably um in this game but yeah i would lean browns plus eight and if you fancy some fun take the over and cheer for chaos yeah it's definitely gonna be chaos this game if they if they don't move it i think if they keep the game in buffalo that 42 will become 36 37 i think it's only 42 because yeah. there's a chance it gets moved so if you do fancy the over wait till last minute i think that total is going to go right down if it, if it stays um for me i just wait till saturday they can move it as late as friday night apparently um, so I would wait to find out where it is because this game's in Detroit and it's in the Dome, then Josh Allen against this awful defense is going to kill them. But if the game's outside, then I'd probably back the Browns plus eight because I think Chubb will be able to run it down their throat. Um, so yeah, I'll probably wait and see where it is. Um, Josh Allen's been terrible for me for like four weeks now. So uh, a bit of a worry to back him at any point, but the Browns are that bad that if it ends up being in Detroit, I just think you have to do it. So I'll, I'll see what the weather's going but i'm praying they keep this game on because snow games are the best thing to watch on tv as long as one team's not wearing white that happens to me every week in madden when i play um then it then it should be fine yeah um i agree with you if the games in buffalo i'll take the unders i've backed 44 when you put it up adam so i'm hoping it stays in buffalo and i'd probably back the browns plus eight and if the game gets changed to detroit or whatever i'd flip both sides and go for over 42 and probably the bills mindset because the dolphins i know the dolphins are a good team i know it's easy for me to say that being a fan but dolphins absolutely dismantled the browns last week like it was unbelievable like two just carved them to pieces and in Detroit or someplace like that, I'd expect Josh Allen to do the exact same thing. So, yeah, basically just wait and see what story with the, where the game is taking place on Friday night or Saturday morning and go from there. Uh, yeah, um, the, it's the last game for the Browns without Deshaun Watson, who is due back next week as they take on... No, that's a lie. He's back the week after. I've done my previews for next week already. That's why I'm getting confused there. Uh, but Watson is back in um, training at the moment, so they are looking to try and keep the season with some kind of life. It's probably dead already, but you've got to imagine they'll be fairly 
uh, fairly motivated for it. Um, the Rams plus three and a half at the Saints with a total of 39 is the next one up. Um, it looks like Matthew Stafford is going to play. Uh, Cooper Cup is on IR, so he will not. So I don't know who he's going to throw the ball to. I guess Higby and Alan Robinson. It, it, I mean, in theory, it might work better for the Rams because he obviously locks in on that one player and it doesn't help the rest of the team. So, I, I mean, this, one's, this could be terrible. The Saints aren't very good either. Um, the under 39 would be my lean on this one, but again, it's very low total and I don't like doing under anything under 40, but I just don't see where the points are going to come from without Cooper Cup there. And for the Saints, they've said they're keeping Andy Dalton quarterback, which I don't think at least Jameis is going to give a bit of spark to it. Dalton's going to do what he does. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think this is going to be a very fun game, so I'd be leaning the under. Jameis Winston must be so bad in practice for them to want to stay with Andy Dalton. Like, he must be terrible. Um, I would probably lean to the Rams here, largely because Matthew Stafford is better than Andy Dalton. But there's nothing about the Rams right now that gives me any confidence whatsoever. Um, I mean, they obviously, they they ran up against the buzzsaw that is the Cardinals last week. We know that. But they just don't look like, you know, a serious team right now. They're a shadow of... Uh, what they were in the Super Bowl. And obviously, you know, losing Odell Beckham Jr. can be tough, but I certainly expected better than what they've shown this year. Uh, in terms of just a little side note, I would actually probably like to suggest that Van Jefferson might be someone who is worth looking at, both in terms of fantasy and in terms of uh, yardage total this week. Um, I think normally his totals, it might be a little bit higher than normal, but I still don't think it'd be much higher than the 30s or the 40s. And he is a deep threat. He's got speed. Stafford has hit him for long plays in the past, including a touchdown against Arizona. So, yeah, I, I, I think if anyone's going to step up, I can't trust Alan Robinson, but I, I, I think Van Jefferson is poten potentially the guy to look at. Trust you to remember a game against Arizona, by the way. <laughs> Did you bet on? Did you bet on the Cardinals that game? It's all right. They won. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this game. I lean with Adam. The under is probably best for me. Uh, I just don't know what's going to happen without Cooper Cup and the offense. Um, so yeah, I'd lean under. I won't be touching the Saints. I just think they can be terrible. But um, yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen with the Rams' offense. They can't run the ball, and the Saints' defense is good at stopping the run. So I think they're going to have to throw it. And I'm not sure who's going to throw it to. So yeah, I'd go the under if I had to bet on this game. Your audio's gone, Jack. We can't hear you. I never know whether it's me Sorry. or not, so I wasn't sure whether it was coming through for a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the Rams and Saints are probably two of the most disappointing teams uh, so far this year, especially the Rams after winning the Super Bowl. A lot expect them to at least be challenging for the division this year. Um, but seem to be nearly out of it already. Uh, as for the Saints, I wasn't too high on them at the start of the season, but a lot of people thought they might pip the, the Buccaneers. They've both been terrible. Um no Cooper Cup as well for the Rams. I don't even know if both teams have a chance of even getting into the playoffs. I suppose the Saints could still technically win the division. Um, that's probably the reason I think they'll win the game. But I don't know. I'd probably just stay away from this game completely. Going to my head, probably would go Rams plus three and a half just because of the points. But no confidence, really. He goes to America yeah, for one week and all of a sudden there's a gun to his head. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> it was New York. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be leaning Rams getting the points in this one if I had to go for a side as well. But obviously, I don't. Um, I did. It was under forty-two point five last week, so that's um, I guess Cooper Cup's worth probably three points. So that's probably why that one's dropped. Um, but yeah, it's probably not going to be a fun game. Uh, next up on the slate is Eagles now minus seven at the Colts with a total of forty-four. This was as high as ten, or I think it might have even been eleven at one point. Um, but with the Colts' performance last week, with Matt Ryan coming back into the team, with Jonathan Taylor being apparently fully healthy, that that line has dropped significantly. And I know that uh, Fezzik, who is someone I follow on Twitter, he's on many, many podcasts, he said he'd even take the Colts plus six and a half in this one. So it's not something I'm going to go against. Uh, the Eagles lost Dan Scott at the weekend as well, as well as losing an unbeaten record. The unbeaten record thing means that they're probably going to be Super motivated for this one to show that that was a one-off. But yeah, Jonathan Taylor and Matt Ryan back for the Colts is a huge, huge difference. So I, I guess I'd be leaning that way, but it's not a game I'm going to be betting on. Oh, boys. 
is Jeff Saturday the greatest coach in NFL history? I mean, no. Some some are saying is all I'll say, Liam. Some are hundred percent record. Undefeated. saying <laughs> undefeated. You know, he doesn't have the fear of losing because he's never lost. So yeah, I mean, um, I was not surprised that the Colts beat the Raiders. The Raiders are frauds, and Jeff Saturday's new coach bounce, I think, was expected to be completely honest and if you're jeff saturday and you've put out a tweet a couple weeks ago saying raiders look bad while you're working for espn <laughs> you have to win that game there's just no two ways about it yeah. um an interesting aside from jeff saturday that he said during an interview with pat mcafee earlier this week is when you're working for espn you watch a lot of the best teams he's seen a lot of this eagles team he's watched them on tape constantly and it's not as simple as you know you watch them a lot and you'll be able to figure out a way to beat them but they have a recipe jonathan taylor will run the ball matt ryan will find michael pittman or even Paris Campbell, who appears to be the wide receiver too. I thought it was going to be Alec Pierce. But in fact, Paris Campbell, in his last three games with Matt Ryan, is averaging about 18 fantasy points, which, again, is not necessarily real football, but it's something that's worth noting. So, again, look at your Paris Campbell touchdowns, your Paris Campbell overs as well. And I, I love the Colts plus seven here. I'm tempted again by the Colts money line. Um, the Colts are a better team than the Washington Commanders, as far as I'm concerned, player for player. So, you know, I agree with you, Adam, that I think the Eagles will be motivated to prove it was a fluke. But I never thought this was a 17-0 team either way. I'm not surprised that they've lost a random game. And I, I really do think the Colts are riding a bit of positive momentum here. I certainly wouldn't touch the Eagles minus seven. Yeah, no, I wouldn't touch the minus seven either. Uh, I think on game day, you might get a six and a half if you want to bet it. Um, depending on where the line and the money goes. So maybe wait till the day if you do fancy the Eagles. But yeah, I'd probably lean Colts as well, to be honest. Um, Eagles are now tied for the one seed, I think, with Minnesota. So the game does mean more. But um, I just think it's a lot of points in the, for a team that if the run game is not clicking, we've seen the errors that Jalen Hurts can have. Um, and then also the offensive line has been banged up a little bit this week in practice. So we'll see how well they can run the ball. But yeah, I'd probably lean Colts and probably wouldn't touch the spread, to be honest at all. I was just going to say that I was going to back the Eagles minus seven, but uh, I think you've kind of convinced me, especially Callum's spiel there. I think I might uh, stay away from it. Um, I just think, look, Nick Sirianni is obviously not Josh McDaniel. Um, I think it was just a one-off game for Saturday. As said, uh, just a new coach. Team will be well, uh, well wound up, and they got a performance against a very, very poor Raiders team. Um, the Eagles, after losing, well, they were embarrassed, let's be real. Uh, I suppose they lost by... It was last minute touchdown or last play of the game touchdown. They got a good hiding at home. Um, I think it's really a better thing to be honest. They lost a game because when you're going this far without losing a game, it's like oh, they're going to go undefeated and there's all this talk. At least now they can just concentrate on winning games. Um, as I said, I, I didn't mind Eagles minus seven, but now you've kind of turned me off. And I probably just back the Eagles to win as opposed to minus handicap. Obviously, good news for Dolphins as well. Uh, still the only unbeaten team. Uh, in history, so uh, I saw the uh, I think it was Larry Zonka having a having a drink the other day. I think it was him, uh, not inside the shop, but um, yeah. Um, Paris Campbell five to one. You can get uh, any time scorer on Bet three six five. That's what I've just been having a nose around. It seems to be the only place you can get on any time scorers on that game at the moment. But I, I was scrolling down for a while trying to find his name, so it um, could be worth a look with the increased workload that he showed. Um, yeah, Commanders minus three at Texans, 40.5 the total in this one. Uh, that sigh was for me reading this game. It was uh, not exactly the most uh, appetising game on the slate this week. It's the final one that we're talking about in the six o'clock kickoffs. Um, sorry, just just flipping back because this game's got nothing to talk about. Eagles versus Colts is the Sky game this week. So um, not a bad choice for them. I think that'll be... It, it could be mildly entertaining if Matt Ryan plays, if he's allowed to play again and uh, Jonathan Taylor's going. Um, yeah, Commanders minus three. I, I, I can only take Commanders minus three because I just don't think the Texans are anything at all. Um, total, probably under, but that's about all I've got to talk about in this one, to be honest. Uh, Callum, on to you straight away. Yeah, no interest in this game whatsoever, but I would probably lean Texans plus three. I think the Commanders are in a massive letdown spot after a big win on Monday night. Um, the Texans are scrappy and have stayed relatively close in most games, despite never really looking like winning any of them. But if there was a game that they were maybe going to find a way to win, I think this is a candidate for that. Um, so I, I'd take the Texans plus three. And again, if you really want to get frisky, maybe look at the Texans money line. Um, but 
I can't say that with a whole lot of confidence. Yeah, I think I'd probably go Commanders, to be honest. I think Texans are that bad. I like the over, actually. I think 40.5 might be too low for, for these teams. Heineke seems to be able to put up 20 points for some reason in, in most games. And um, if Damian Pierce and Brandon Cooks, who's now back in the fold, can play well, then the Texans can put up some points. So I think the over's my best bet. Um, I've got commanders in a in the thing I do. We have to pick six spreads each week, and they were my sixth, <laughs> so they're my least confident of the six. But um, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I'd lean that way. I think Heineke's playing pretty well, and he's been named the starter now probably for the for the rest of the season. And I also traded Damian Pierce away in the fantasy league this week, and I'm regretting that. So I'm going to go all in now and just bet on the commanders to make myself feel better. <laughs> uh, I agree. Yeah, the over forty and a half points. Um, I like that. And look, I can't back the Texans. They're Probably the worst team in the NFL. Um, also, can't back against the Commanders after the drip and the ice that uh, Heineke had on the play in the last day. So, yeah, three points. I'd expect the Commanders to win the game. Uh, yeah, look, I, I won't be watching it. I won't be watching it even if it's a touchdown. But yeah, look, if I was to put a bet in it, it probably would be the overs and the Commanders minus three. The king of the QB kneel down, Taylor Heineke. That's what it is. <laughs> So um, one of the Vikings players was having a go at him for uh, for the chain stuff, saying <laughs> they're stealing their thing. And Kirk Cousins already retired it anyway. He said that he wouldn't do it anymore because it's played out. So um, yeah, a little bit of little bit of chain beef between the two teams there. <laughs> um, Raiders plus three at Broncos forty one point five the total. This game's about as entertaining as that one that we've just mentioned. I think um, Raiders are Raiders are just a a mess. They should just be running Josh Jacobs. There's a possible chance that they bring it together this week after Derek Carr's emotional um, statements last week. It's You've got to think that they'd at least put the effort on in this one. This is one of their two wins this year. It was against the Broncos in Vegas. So they, they have beaten them and it was the, I think it's the only game the Broncos have really scored any points in as well. It was a surprisingly high scoring game which was a little bit of a weird one. I don't think this one's going to be the Broncos of the best defence in the league and cannot finish off drives on offence. So under 41.5 is a very simple uh, handicap for me. Is That's the one I'm going to go for. It's such a low number, though. <laughs> it stresses me out when they're that low. Um, this game, I, I could see either happening, which is obviously a silly thing to say because one team's going to win or the other team's going to win. But you could you could tell me both ways that the Raiders have shown up, banded around Derek Carr and won this game. And equally, you could show me that the Raiders are just not good and the Broncos have found a way to scrap themselves to a win. I'd probably lean Raiders plus three just because I don't think it'll be a blowout either way. Um, not that minus three would be a blowout, but I'm going to take this and uh, say that I think the Raiders keep it close. I can't say that I'm interested in watching this. Would rather watch pain dry, but um, you know, got to give our opinions on every game, right? So yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> lean with the Raiders, even though I'm not confident or like either of these teams. Yeah, I would lean with the Raiders as well. Um, I think Russell Wilson is just horrific. So um, yeah, I think with Devonte Adams and Carr, you might get enough offense, especially if Jacobs runs the ball well, um, that they'll win the game. So I'll probably lean that way. I won't touch the total just because. Raiders games are always weird. So Broncos theoretically should keep the score down, but this game, if it was like 27-30, I wouldn't be surprised just because these two teams are a bit weird. So yeah, I'd lean the Raiders. Um, I don't know if anyone saw the um, the radio station in Denver saying that apparently Russell Wilson is calling audibles at the line of scrimmage and he's using Seahawks words. He's not using Broncos words. So all the receivers don't know any plays they're calling. Um, and apparently did it four times last week and they had to call a t- timeout twice. Uh, and then they had a false start on the other two. So, yeah, I can't trust the Broncos, so I'd lean the Raiders. Yeah, these two teams are just absolutely tragic. Um, I'd say it's my worst ever bet of all time was the Broncos to win Super Bowl the start of the season at 22-1. to um, Just embarrassing, really. Uh, yeah, look, both these teams, look, I'll take the Raiders plus three because someone has to win the game and I'd rather just take the points. But just, yeah, no words for these two teams. Yeah, annoyingly, that's a 9.05 kickoff, so there might be 10 minutes of that on red zone if the early games finish on time, which we're all just going to be stuck with uh, until uh, the Bengals and the Steelers come on. Um, Bengals currently minus four at at the Steelers with a total of 41. Um, yeah, uh, TJ Watt's back in this one, so it's, it's a worry for me personally. Uh, the Bengals obviously still should have won that opener. Despite the five turnovers, they still should have won it. They missed chances and... 
it was a bad, bad game. Uh, there won't be five turnovers in this one, but obviously we don't have Jamal Chase. So it's, yeah, I, I would, if anything, I've got to lean to the Steelers and that might just be me covering myself, feeling like I'm going to at least win if the Bengals don't win. Uh, the Bengals have, they did very well in Pittsburgh last year um, and haven't done too badly against them in general, to be honest. If they run Joe Mixon like they did last week, then we, I mean, this should be a better better performance. I believe DJ Reed is back for the Bengals and he's their best one stopper, even though they've been pretty good against the run anyway. Uh, the Steelers haven't been able to get anything going. Um, I guess in theory it should be the under. Uh, there would be a bet on this for me because I just don't think the Steelers are going to put on many points and their defence was admittedly against the Saints quite good last week. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going in loops here because <laughs> I think the Bengals should win, but then I can see the Steelers winning and I'm a pessimist. So I will just stay away from betting on this game and leave it up to other people to talk about. You're being far too pessimistic, though I understand. Um, I kind of like the over. I think that the, the TJ Watt return has been, a lot has been made about it. Um, but I still think both these teams, well, I actually think the Bengals can move the ball a lot more than Steelers. But these AFC North games are always tight and scrappy, really. Or they feel to me like they're always tight and scrappy. So, you know, if you told me it finished 24-21, I don't think that's an outrageous scoreline at all. Um, whether or not the Steelers can get to 21 points will probably be the question. But Pickett's done okay. You know, he's done okay. And they've got, you know, I think Fryermuth is a great tight end. I think Najee Harris had his best rushing game of the year last week, um, which they're going to need to lean on for the rest of this season. And Yeah, I just, I, I could see this one being slightly higher scoring than 41 points. Again, if you had to force me to pick a side... I'd maybe take the Steelers and the points, but again, just because I don't think it'd be a blowout. If Jamar Chase was playing, I think I would lean towards the Bengals. Um, but as good as T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are, they aren't Jamar Chase. So I'll go Steelers plus the points and over 41. Yeah, I think I'd lean probably Bengals, I think. Um, <clears throat> and at least. Uh, no, I don't think I touched the, the, the line. I don't think. It's probably the least confident I've heard Adam about a game. Normally, you're either like, Oh, definitely against the Bengals, or definitely for the Bengals, yeah. but this is the, the least I've heard you go. So, yeah, I'd lean Bengals. Um, I'm a known picket hater. He's like my cousins, I guess, for Callum. So I'm going to lean with that. I just think he's terrible. So I think the offense will be terrible. Najee Harris is one of the worst first-round picks in a long time. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go Bengals minus four. I'd have to disagree with you there. I think uh, I'd go Steelers, <laughs> Steelers plus four. Um <laughs> Look, it's a divisional game. Uh, Watts back, no Jamar Chase. Uh, I think the Bengals will win the game, but I just think taking points in a divisional match about that, Mike Tomlin at home, I think, look, four points. It's, if it was three, I'd probably lean towards the Bengals. It's kind, of kind of that type of game. But four, I'd probably just have to lean towards the Steelers. And as for the points, I've no lean at all. Yeah, Tomlin is very good as a home underdog. I think he's about uh, 66% plus, so... He is decent as a home underdog. Obviously, their record against the Bengals is great, although the Bengals have covered the spread in three of the last four. Admittedly, that doesn't really mean that because it was Big Ben last year. So it's difficult to get any kind of historical stuff on this. Um, Liam, sorry? Yeah, I forgot to mention as well that sacks are a good bet for this game. So you can bet like four plus sacks, six plus sacks. Last The lines aren't up yet, but last time I got six plus sacks. It was five to four, and then I think it was four Steelers sacks at seven to four, and they both came in. Um, TJ Watt is really good against the Bengals, and um, Hendrickson's a good pass rusher for the Bengals, and the Steelers' offensive line's awful. So I think if you can find some sack lines on the day, I would just be betting that. You could even bet TJ Watt two plus sacks. That was two to one last time he played. So yeah, I, I feel like that's probably another way you can bet if you don't fancy either of these teams. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't put you off that. The Bengals' offensive line has been a lot better since the opening game. Um, they seem to have got the communication down a bit. And as I say, if they run Joe Mixon a lot like they did last time they played, obviously a couple of weeks back, then that should negate the pass rush a little bit. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, Minka, Fitzpatrick, Minka is out for this one, I assume, with his appendix. I, I know he was at training, but I don't think he was doing much. Obviously, he's just had his appendix removed, so it'd be unlikely. Um, but yeah, that's a bit of a loss for them. Uh, so yeah, I, I'll, I'll be looking forward to. It. I just Steelers games are, 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 I can't, I can't 
do them. But this one was moved out of prime time. Bengals are in all white and the Steelers are in all black. So it's a, it's a lovely uniform matchup. Yeah, it's a really nice one. And it being moved out of prime time is brilliant for the Bengals because they are awful when the spotlight's <laughs> on them. So it's a pretty good one. Um, the one that did get flexed into prime time is that now the Chiefs minus six at the Chargers with a total of 51. It's, it's difficult to know what's going to happen with the Chargers with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I believe they're both at training again. I don't know how active they're in it. It seems more likely Keenan Allen plays than Williams, but I wouldn't be surprised if neither of them go again because the Allen thing's just been frustrating me all year as someone who drafted him in fantasy. Um, <laughs> all of us did. Yeah, it's it's been very annoying. Uh, the Chiefs obviously showed they can put up points on anyone and they do it in multiple ways. Um uh, if, is there any news on Juju, Liam? Um, well, the, they think he's fine, as in he's been fine, no symptoms, but you still have to go through those five, six days, don't you? So I would bet they won't play him because of uh, Andy Reid. And this isn't a dig at the Dolphins, but Reid specifically mentioned that it's not gone well for the NFL this year. So if they can not risk him and just look after his health before playing him, they will. So I would lean that he's probably not going to play, if I had to guess. Okay. Okay, so obviously Kadarius Tony showed up last week and he's be one I look for again. He was nine to two at one point, he dropped to seven to two for a touchdown and obviously twinkle toed his way along the sideline. Uh completely in like he had half the field to himself, but still did it delicately. Um but he he looked great and the little bits that I saw from that game and that's what they were expecting when they got him. Obviously, I've been I think I mentioned on here, I was quite a big fan of him, the little bits that he did in the Giants and being that offense is brilliant for him so I, I i can't go anywhere other than leaning chiefs minus six um it's a big total and again it depends on who the Chargers have playing for them um but you've got to hope for fun in these games so uh chiefs minus six and over 51 would be my leans on this one i can't bring myself to talk about the Chargers right now because i'm still upset from last sunday um so chiefs minus six and the over lots of points let's have some fun on sunday night I do like Darius Tony a lot, and I do think that that is a good shout in terms of yardage and touchdowns and so on and so forth. I think it's really refreshing that they uh, immediately have kind of incorporated him and made a big deal out of it. And shout out to Liam for saying last week that he would get the Miko Hardman stuff. I started him in fantasy as a result, was very happy about it. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to not touch on the Chargers. I'm going to say Chiefs minus six, give me the over. This game will have points in it. I expect one of Williams or Allen to play, maybe even both, hopefully. Um, so, yeah, over. It's a big total, but it's Sunday night, and these are two offensive teams. Yeah, Tony got the second least amount of snaps as well, and that's what he did with that that snap count. So, if he can get more snaps this week. I, I, again, I'm going to back him to score a touchdown, um, probably over on his rushing yards if I can find it, it over here. It's a bit harder to get receiving rushing yards in England, but... If you can find it somewhere, I'll do it just because of all the jet sweep stuff. Um, I don't think McCall Harmon will play for the Chiefs. I don't think Juju will play. I don't think Mike Williams will play, but I think Keenan Allen probably will. Um, so I still think the over is a good bet. I'll probably never say this in any other podcast, but I might look at Kelsey unders because Derwin James uh, is the only player who can guard him and does it really well. So I might look for that. But um, yeah, I'd lean Chiefs because it's under a touchdown, basically. If this gets the seven, I'll probably go the other way because Herbert's so good. But um, yeah, under, and I'll probably go over 51 just for fun again, but we'll see. Uh, I want to try and enjoy the game, even though I feel like uh, it's going to be hard to enjoy this one. If the Chiefs win, they win the division for me, so it's a big game for both teams. Yeah, looking forward to this game. It's probably one of the best ones of the slate. Uh, the Chiefs and Chargers games are usually pretty good. Uh, I think four that's four games have all had 50 or more points. Um, two of the best quarterbacks in the AFC behind two, of course, but maybe second best and fifth best or whatever. All right. Um, it's audio working oh, yeah, sorry uh, yeah so if I was to do Ant on this one this probably is going to be the game I bet on the most I'll probably get on Mahomes maybe throw a touchdown each half uh, Mahomes maybe over two and a half touchdowns over points um, and maybe Tony as well at what price just say seven you won't get seven to two now but you might get maybe five to two or whatever especially with all the injuries or you you, you definitely won't it's uh well you might no. somewhere else three six five is the only place you can get him at the moment it's five to six he's odds on to score a touchdown Jesus. in his second game for wow. the chiefs what's pacheco uh he was a little bit higher i think he was two to one um Oh, they, you that. had Kelsey, Eckler, and Tony all at five to six, which is ridiculous. Uh, Eleven to eight for Pacheco, so not even anything good there. Jeez, that's horrendous. 
<laughs> Jack's, not, only three, Jack's not backing that place to <laughs> No, I can't back it at odds on. I'm afraid I can't. But uh, yeah, no, I expect all the points in this game. Looking forward to it. Uh, probably one of the best games of the state. Um, so yeah, that was the final game that we're going to talk about. Has anyone got any props? I've just had a quick scan around. There's not a whole lot available at the moment, so I um, I don't have anything, to be honest. Uh, just the ones I, I mentioned earlier. Sorry, just the ones I mentioned earlier. Josh Allen rushing yards. I like Paris Campbell receiving yards. A um, little bit on Tony here and there. Yeah, I like um, Derek Henry tonight. Over 20 and a half rushing attempts. Um, I think they're just going to run him like hell tonight against that Packers defense. So I quite like that. Uh, and then Sky had another bet as well. Derek Henry, 100 yards and a TD, 7-4. to four. So both of them for Thursday. So nothing there for Sunday. Um, there's no Chiefs lines up. There's no lines in the Rams game up or anything like that at the moment on most places. So, yeah, only ones for tonight, really. Yeah, I haven't really got any either. Bear the power price tonight. The, it's a 9-2. That's probably all I've looked at uh, so far. So, yeah, just the games that I've said so far. Uh, I've just seen the AJ Dillon's over 34 and a half. I might have to take that. It's, um, <laughs> Sound confident. He, he's, he's you can't me. keep betting on AJ Dillon. <laughs> he's hurt me this year, but he's been. they've been running the ball a lot more. And if he gets 10 attempts, I'd like him to do over 34 and a half yards. He's, he's had 34. He had 34 two games ago, and he's gone over at the, the game either side of that since they've gone more run heavy. So I might have to go AJ Dillon. But yeah, I, I did like the. Um, Derek Henry um, and the touchdown at 7-4 and quite like the one that Jack mentioned earlier so a couple to maybe keep me a little bit interested um, before I wake up tomorrow morning um, so with that I think we will close it out just over a tick over an hour for once um, so all good then thank you boys uh, thanks for joining me and we'll be back hopefully early next week with Thanksgiving slate if not we'll be concentrating on all of the week 12 games the season doesn't start until after Thanksgiving so We'll see how we go from here. Uh, thanks, gents. 